Hey, everybody. Welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm Hemel Javeri alongside Stephen Ruiz and Evan Thorpe. We got a lot of sports content happening. Woo! Sports! We also have like a, a loose donut. Yeah, no, that, that's my donut that I'm saving for later. <laughs> Why does it have its own like space in the studio? Because we should give it a mic here, donut. <laughs> because I don't want you guys breathing on it. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk about sports. Uh, we want to talk about Spygate 2. What... Ever the Patriots are doing with those video cameras. Um, we have some surfing content to get into. Not a lot of things that uh, you, you generally hear about on the For the Win podcast, but it's coming up. We got a beef of the week, and we've got not sports, but whatever, where I'm going to talk about Baby Yoda. All right, let's start talking about Spygate 2. Mr. Steven Ruiz, please fill us in. Okay, so a Patriots employee, they're saying he's a a contractor so we don't know if he's like contractor a, oh yeah a full-time employee was he was apparently this is what the patriots are saying he was doing he was there recording a, a scout who was doing advanced scout work on the Bengals because the patriots play them next week but then a Bengals employee saw him saw him fix a camera pointed at the Bengals sideline and obviously that's going to be a problem especially with the patriots because they have a track record of recording opponent signals from the sideline so the Bengals turned them in. The NFL got copies of the the rec- recording, and reports are suggesting that there was eight minutes of them recording the Bengals sideline and coaches like signaling stuff. So that's where we are. The Patriots basically said, "This is a part of our series we do. It's called Do Your Job." And there are like ten episodes on their website that like follow different employees of the team that aren't necessarily like related to the actual football team. Like they'll do like trainers and. I don't know. There was an episode on the cafeteria. So I guess that excuse is plausible. The problem is when their former video coordinator who was there during the original Spygate thing, when he testified, he said our guys were given these excuses for why they would would be recording the other team sideline. And one of them was we're recording a series for the team. Oh, so they've been so they've actually used that excuse before and admitted that it's an excuse. Right. Cheaters will be cheaters. Well, they didn't. I, I, I won't say they admitted it. The guy that used to work for them. Okay, is the one former, that said it. a former employee. Which I think like adds credence to it. Like it adds, it's legitimate because he would have no reason not to give over those like state secrets. Mm-hmm. While the Patriots obviously would, they don't want to give away their tactics. The thing that people are saying, like I don't know if they they did this on purpose, is that like it's so brazen. Like you can't just like. You got caught already. To do it like so openly in front of a Bengals team employee would just be ridiculous. Maybe that's why they thought they would get away with it because they were like, oh, no one would think that we would be so obvious about it, but here we are being super obvious about it. And the Bengals aren't good. So it's like, why do you need to cheat against the Bengals? But that was where my theory comes in. They were preparing to do it for the future, and you get away with it against a bad team, and nobody's going to pay attention to you. Yeah, because people are going to say, oh, why would they care anyway? Yeah, it's the Bengals. They should beat them by two touchdowns. Right, and I think it is kind of important. Well, to address your point, I think the Patriots, like, they're this team that doesn't take any shortcuts. That's what they're known for, attention to detail. So I think they will take all the precautions to win every game, like even against the Bengals. That's why they're good because they don't slip up against bad teams. Like, say a team like the Steelers has been known to, like, drop games against bad teams. The Patriots have never been like that. That's why they're so good. They lost to the Eagles in 2014 when they were a bad team. So where is the status of this right now? I assume that uh, the Patriots and Bill Belichick are, like, 
refusing to engage. Well, Belichick is saying like we have nothing to do with it. The the team itself like just admit it to like what that something was recorded that shouldn't have been, but they just said it's just an innocent mistake. The guy didn't know the rules. But that comes back to the Patriots' reputation as being this this team that's just like so crazy about attention to detail. Like, how does he not know the rules? Especially when you're the Patriots and you've been caught doing this before, you th- you would think if any team is sensitive to these rules, it's them. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's a couple of things here. One being that, okay, if this guy is a contractor, it is very reasonable that they hired a production company to produce these videos, right? And so those these people might not be 100% on, uh, 100% familiar with all of the NFL rules. Though, again, to your point, uh, you would think that the team would have told them, look, here's exactly what you can do. Here's exactly what you cannot do. I would also think that the Bengals would have talked to these people before they came into their stadium to film. That's another thing. They they cleared it with the Browns. Like, they were credentialed through the Browns because it was at the Browns stadium. Okay. But the Bengals in the league did not know about it. And the Patriots said that was an unintentional oversight. Mm. So yeah. even if the even if the contractor himself doesn't know the rules, which is plausible, like, you, he doesn't work for the team, he doesn't know NFL rules, he doesn't know what he can and cannot record, the the Patriots still were negligent by not going to the league and not going to the Bengals. Like, that's shady. Yeah, and, and I agree. And I think this all boils down to the fact that it's the Patriots and the reputation that they've that they've earned. Spygate, uh, Deflategate, to uh, what is happening now, right? Like, there's all these things, and uh, they're not coincidences, right? It isn't just people picking on the Patriots because the Patriots are good. It's that they have a reputation as cheaters, and they suck this year. Well, they don't suck, <laughs> but they haven't been playing as well. So they could have like seen us as an advantage that they could have used. There's well, like there's a lot of layers to this, and there's like like everything individually doesn't prove anything. But when you start stacking all these coincidences coincidences up upon each other, you're like, I mean, this just makes too much sense to be an accident. Like it's it just. Yeah, it, it does seem like an organization that's like, you know what, roll with it. See if we can actually get away with it. And uh, this time they didn't. And you, people say, like, it's the Bengals or whatever. And, like, even what would they even get from recording the sideline? Because when they first did it, like, in 2004, 2005, like, around that time, teams were still, like, making their play calls with sideline signals because mm-hmm. they didn't have the communication in the helmets for defenses. Mm-hmm. But now they do. So, you know, they're not relying on hand signals to call plays. But there was a clip from last Super Bowl of Belichick, like, scrambling on the sideline trying to find Sean McVay, like, where he was so he can keep an eye on him. He was the Rams head coach. And Zach Taylor comes from Sean McVay's coaching staff. And the thing – I think the reason why Belichick wanted to see it, because Sean McVay is known for, like, calling in plays while the t- his team is at the line of scrimmage. So it makes a lot of sense why he would want to keep an eye on Zach Taylor and where he was on the sideline. Yeah, I mean, I don't doubt, dispute any of that. I, I think that's all fair. I think there's tons of very plausible reasons as to why the Patriots are doing what they're doing. In public opinion, I think it's very much uh, uh, their reputation that all these other things have happened before. They're also not great losers, right? This is not an organization that takes any kind of loss well. So even if they have to cheat against the Bengals, like, they'll do it I mean, I think this is just showing you that this. Do you think this is the last straw? Like after this, this, no, this not organization. Like no. some parts are going to leave. No. no. Also, and the 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 Bengals thing doesn't like the Bengals excuse like it's the Bengals. Like who cares about the Bengals? It doesn't work for me because Belichick is like a is just crazy about this stuff. Like he's 
like a psycho when it comes to like attention to detail and like everyone being on the same page and getting every fine detail right. And that's why they've been good for 20 years because they don't take the Bengals lightly. I'll also say this, like as <laughs> as big of a as a big of a thing I'm making, like I'm I'm like acting like this is like super important. Yeah, it doesn't you, matter. None of this matters. Very worked up about it. Uh, yeah, but honestly, I don't care. Like I don't think they're cheap. Like I don't think it makes a difference. I think they would have been good re- whether they were recording teams or not. Like this is it doesn't matter that they're recording the Bengals silent. They're gonna blow them out anyway. Yeah, but I think it matters that they blatantly flaunt the rules i think that is what irks people right is that they're perceived to be having already so many advantages and again those are earned advantages right like you said belichick does not take any team lightly he does all his homework they don't take shortcuts Uh, but even in spite of all of the hard work that they're doing they still are, are are trying to get any advantage that they can and if that means deflating footballs if that means videotaping on the sidelines they're gonna do it and they're not playing fair now I just want the Bengals to beat them, so <laughs> it could be like, see, they needed to cheat. They couldn't even beat the Bengals. Well, it's very much a team that needs a comeuppance, right? They need a bit of a of a coming down to earth. But I feel like this is such a lame way of cheating that really doesn't have that big of an impact on games. Like, who cares? It's funny, but who cares? <laughs> right, but you have also in the past talked about all the extreme measures that coaches go through, right? Like, in terms of sleeping in their office and, and all these other crazy things. So this does not seem that crazy. No, it's not crazy at all. Like people are like, would Belichick really do this again? Yes, he's crazy and he's done it before. He's gonna do it again. He's done it knowing that coaches like leave his staff and compete against him later. Like, what is stopping them from going, Hey, he's cheating? And that's what happened the first time. It was uh Eric Mangini who went to the Jets. He's the one that exposed them for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's taking his chances and be like, Nobody will mess with us because we're the Patriots. So. Um, all right, let's move on to, to other sports topics and give Steven a chance to calm down a little bit. <laughs> you know he was talking about his boo. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Belichick. Hey, I'm fair. <laughs> I love Bill Belichick. He's a psychopath, and I love him for it, but he, he he was cheating. Yeah, I believe that. All right, do we want to talk about surfing or do we want to get into beef of the week? Do you want to talk about surfing? I do. I, I want to bring this up because it's a weird passion of mine, which is surfing, which I know a lot of people are not into. But there's a really interesting storyline happening right now. And it's about Kelly Slater, who's 47 years old, still competitively surfing and trying to make uh, the American men's Olympic team because surfing is going to be an Olympic sport to I encourage you, if you uh, are interested in Kelly Slater or not, to watch uh, this crazy 10-point ride that he had at Pipeline, which is this, like, huge wave in Hawaii. Um, yeah, it was incredible. It's like he drops in and goes through the barrel, which which is what Pipe is all about, right? Like, it's like awesome, perfect barrel. Um, but, yeah, he's 47, and it depends on how well he does in Pipe Masters whether or not he will qualify. Um, and he's 47. I just like the clip you posted where on the brink of elimination, he gets a perfect 10 to keep yeah. himself in. And it's, it's just clutchness. That's clutch. It I, is clutch. I have no idea how surfing works. Like, how do they know that when a wave is going to come? And isn't it unfair to, like, surfers because they're they're surfing different waves? I had a college roommate who was a surfer, and he tried to teach me all of this. It went right over my head. So, I, yeah, but the interesting thing to me is that he's 47, and he still has a chance to make 
the Olympic team. And the only reason that is is because uh, I would say probably the best American surfer is John John Florence, and he has been sidelined with an ACL injury all year, so he's not been able to qualify. So, like, Slater is trying to sneak into that number two spot. That's the surfing tiger. I mean, I said Tiger Woods. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's the surfing Tony Hawk. He's been around for what, two decades? Because I'm three. I'm like, twenty. So yeah, about twenty two decades for me at least. Yeah, he's and been before a- I was born. He was relevant. Yeah, he's been surfing since he was like sixteen or seventeen. So it's been over three decades. Is there like a Bill Belichick of surfing who like breaks all like you said there was like rules where you had to like defer to other people? Is there someone that's just like no, I'm not deferring to you. Who are you? I'm, I'm no. I, there's no Bill Bell. There's no cheating really in oh, surfing. You can't cheat in surfing. I don't know how you would cheat in surfing. Like because then they won't score you. It's not cheating. It's like bad sportsmanship. Um, there's I there's it's not so much bad sportsmanship. Like like the the image that you guys have of surfers as being like super laid back is mostly correct. Like everybody's pretty cool in the water. They try to take their losses in stride. Um, so far there's no, there's no like overt, uh, bad sportsmanship, but there is, uh, there's kind of, you know, there is a lot of like territorial racism too. Cause there's, the, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> Surfing just got dark. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, they're real chill guys, but they are extremely racist. Well, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not talking so much about the actual surfers, but like the viewing public, like the Australians are, the Australians are very protective of their Australian surfers because that's what they're known for. But the Brazilians are really good. And there's always this clash between Brazilian fans and Australian fans. And don't tell me race doesn't have anything to do with it because it does. So, yeah, there's a lot of drama. And Pipe Masters is coming down to the wire. And you can stream it on WorldSurfLeague.com. Uh, yeah, let's move on to Beef of the Week. Uh, what do you got for us? All right, so we have some in-house Beef of the Week. Our NBA writer Mike Seitz releases Top 10 Teams of the Decade. And former Boston Celtic big man Kendrick Perkins retweeted the actual his tweet and said, "No, 2008 Celtics with three Hola famers." He put capital H A, lowercase L's, in his Hall of Famers, and clearly Kendrick Perkins doesn't realize the decade is from 2010 to 2020, and he deleted it. And later tweeted out, oops, my bad. But I just find it funny that, like, any team in past two decades, the Boston Celtics are always the guys like, remember us? Remember us? We're so good. We're so great. And it's like, dude. I always find it, like, just so surprising that anybody on the internet or anybody would care what we think. Yeah. Like, does he follow Mike? No, but I'm sure he was just like, why am I not on this list without doing the math? Which is hilarious to me. I'm going to defend Kendrick Perkins <laughs> because I sent out a tweet where I made the same mistake. It wasn't like in reaction to something. It was like a stat. And I was like, these are the only guys in the last decade. And I included it was about Jerry Rice, who hasn't played in this decade, which I didn't put together in my head because I'm an idiot. So I made the same mistake. And I also deleted my tweet like a coward. So. <laughs> Like a coward. So I'm with you, Kendrick Perkins. You're terrible on TV, but I'm with you. I'm on Team Michael Sykes, of course. Michael's just doing his job. Yeah, like he, like I say, the 2010 Boston Celtics team was good, but they weren't the best team of that year. So I don't think they get acknowledged. Uh, oh, I'm on Team Sykes. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I get it. <laughs> no, I mean, I get it. I get it, Perk. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, we're going to wrap this podcast up. But before we do, I want to talk about not sports, but whatever. Have you guys seen The Mandalorian? No. I've seen one episode. Uh, Yeah, but The Mandalorian is on Disney+. Plus. You guys are probably aware of Baby Yoda. And I think Baby Yoda is the best thing to happen to TV in 2019. What's like Full stop. Does Baby Yoda have like a personality or is it just his cuteness? Uh, He does not have much of a personality aside from being a cute baby. Does it talk? such a sucker. (laughs) Does it at least talk? No, there's no talking. He just like makes little movements and he like waddles around. It's the cutest thing in the world. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've never never seen him like this. (laughs) She hates everything. (laughs) Brunch. She's she's probably going to eat that donut with a grimace on her face. (laughs) And then say, oh my God, it was disgusting. But she loves Baby Yoda. I do. I'm sorry. This is the one thing in the world that I actually enjoy is Baby Yoda. Uh, If you watch The Mandalorian and you like it or you hate it or you have Baby Yoda thoughts or you have uh, Kendrick Perkins thoughts (laughs) or Spygate 2 thoughts, please hit us up on Twitter at ForTheWin or you can find Steven Ruiz on Twitter at TheStevenRuiz. Evan Thorpe at B underscore Thorpe 22. And I am at Hemjaveri. I'll let you guys figure out how to spell that. And leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasting app. That would be helpful. Thanks, guys, for listening. See you next week. Bye.